Spotlight's on her. About time. Spotlight is on, and it's a weird day for us today. This is afternoon for us. I was going to say, the sun's still up and shining the in my damn eyes. The sun is up and shining because both of us took off from work today. It's a snow day. Snow, snow day. day. Weird science, the, snow the day. The best part is I, I woke up this morning when my alarm went off, looked out the window, saw snow, went right back to right bed. Right back to and bed. When I, I slept in so goddamn late today. When I looked out again, everything is clear. There's barely any snow. Oh, yeah. oh I'm going to catch shit. Oh, it's so funny because uh, I was waiting up. The snow was supposed to oh, start I, I around midnight still. to 1 o'clock, and I was waiting and waiting. And I said to my kids, as long as it starts snowing, I'm going to assume that we all have off. We're just going to go back to bed, turn off the alarms. It, it hadn't snowed. I was getting really tired. So sad. And I thought, fuck it. I got my phone out, called in sick. <laughs> so uh, I get an out. If anybody says anything like, oh, man, it didn't snow that bad. But it was pretty bad at the time where I would have went to work because I okay. did wake up for a second just because my body's used to waking up yeah, yeah. and looked outside. It was pretty bad. Yeah, it, right, it got a little warm and cleared up. I yeah. looked out. I didn't have my glasses on. I looked at the window. I just saw white shit. I'm like, all right, white shit. I can't see shit. without I'm his glasses. <laughs> the, the thing also, though, is that uh, I said in our pop culture podcast, I think, when we were talking, is that – when yesterday at work, everybody just was going around. They're like, if it snows for a second, I'm, I'm out. I'm not. It seemed like everybody was shutting down anyway. Everybody uh, was oh, looking actually, for a snow day. Yeah, actually, I know when I woke up. I didn't wake up because I would have normally woken up. My son, Alex, my oldest son, came over uh, to see if anybody wanted to go to the gym with him. Uh, since he, I think he was taking off as well. I'm not sure. <laughs> and I said... The gym's not going to be open. I, they they really, we go to the YMCA, they'll shut down if it's fucking raining. And I'm like, they're not going to be open. He's like, yeah, I think they will. The roads aren't that bad. And he texted me like 10 minutes later, gym's closed. I'm like, yeah. Uh, but I, I called in because I don't I don't go Eric Shea's way of just not showing up. I, I actually, don't have a phone. And uh, the funniest is I took off two days ago. I just don't want to work. Agreed. I'm telling you, I, it's so nice to just when you stay at when home. you weren't there. We were talking at work about you know the impending snow that might happen. I said if I see one snowflake, don't expect me in. Yeah, yeah, and I I kind of got into that point as well. And I even said to you yesterday, like let's just take off. We'll take off if it snows not. We'll do some record and do that stuff. Get ahead. And you're like, no, no, no. But if I see one snowflake, I'm like I'm sitting there last time. He's gonna go to fucking work. <laughs> did Jess go to work? Yes, she did. Yeah, it was. I'm telling you, earlier it, it was pretty bad out there. I went out to go uh, drive to get some coffee, and as I was walking to the car, some guy was in the car going by on our street. My street is, you know, somewhat busy. Uh, yeah. There were no cars out though. Everybody seemed to have taken off, and this guy drives by, rolls down his window, and yells, "Get on some pants, you fucking asshole!" Because I was wearing shorts, and I said, I, I actually gave him the finger. Gotta love and then, uh, town. Yeah, and then he kind of slowed down. And then I kind of walked towards him, and then he took off. <laughs> like, you're going to get a guy in shorts kicking your ass in a minute, you fucking ass. So I'm like, what? And, and the thing was, usually you'll see these sort of people, and it's like me and you driving around. We're 18. We're like, hey, asshole. You know, da, da, da. and me and you laugh together. Ah, yeah, you yeah. know, I did that. Still, I would never do that. I was never one to do no, shit like that because uh, we're not douchebags. This guy, is, was, I, I this guy that. was by himself. 
I did I, that I once when I was, I think, nine years old. Yeah. I was riding my bike home from school, and there was a bunch of kids down the street who were older than me, and we said some like something about their mothers. What these motherfuckers followed me home, and my parent, yeah. my grandmother, my parents, they were not coming home for hours. Yeah, so, so I was you stuck were, you there with them terrorizing sick. me outside so you of my learned. house. You learned I your learned immediately. Don't uh, be a my, douchebag. I don't even. I don't rare. I rarely honk my horn. And sometimes I, I when I'm driving and somebody cuts me off and stuff, I, I don't. It's not a reaction for me to hit the horn unless oh, all of a sudden did. they're gonna. You know, somebody's backing up into yeah. me and I can see and you hit it. Uh, there are times afterwards I'm pissed that I didn't lay on the horn like I'm driving. I should have laid on the horn. But one time ever, sure. one time yeah, one time ever, a guy almost cut me off. And I had to slam on the brakes, and I freaking rolled down the window and started yelling. I'm like, you fucking asshole, why aren't you fucking paying the – and it was this old Asian guy, and he got out of the car. I'm, t- I'm telling you, I'm thinking of it now, and I'm almost crying because <laughs> the guy was so nice. And he got out, and he's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't see you. I, and, and then I felt like a dick. I'm like, yep. you know what? No problem. And he was he was shaking my hand, and I was like, oh, I will never do that again. <laughs> I, I think that I, I ruined that I, guy's day too. I like when I used to drive. I used to have such to like the negative amount of road rage where I actually um, there was a motorcycle. It was nighttime. He was pulling into like you know where our old neighborhood on the Hickory there, coming from 309. No. And I was coming the opposite way and pulling into Hickory as well. And I didn't see him because his one light actually like blended in with the lights from the freaking uh, okay. this car dealership right there. Yeah. So I almost like you know cut him off and almost you know caused some problems. But I saw him like I felt so bad. I followed this guy home to apologize. I think he thought that I was like going to throw down him or something. Yeah. Yeah. Then you're lucky that he didn't. But he wasn't packing I thought heat. about it after the fact. I'm like, what is wrong with yeah, me? Why yeah. would I follow this guy home? Yeah. Even when that guy, uh, I felt you know, so bad uh, though. Recently, when that guy hit me head on, I got yeah. out of the car fucking dazed, fucking coffee all over me. And I walked out, and this guy, like, immediately went on the offensive, screaming at me. And what the fuck? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Even then, I didn't even get that mad, though. I, I would say, I-, I believe I probably had a severe concussion. Well, <laughs> I like, asked I got- if I wanted to go to the hospital. No, I don't need the hospital. I didn't when know I got, what happened. When I got T-boned years ago and freaking fucked up my oh, shoulder. Oh, that sounds like sexy. That. It was not sexy, but not the lady... Sad. That was not was a sexy trying, T-bone? I could not figure out what happened, because I was trying to make sure the lady was okay, and I couldn't get open my door because it was smashed yeah, in. Yeah, well, that's how mine and, was, too. And then I, I... The thing is, I was relayed the information later where I kept apologizing to her for my mother. No, but for yeah. future events, which might happen, oh. I don't know. I was kind of out of it and then taken to the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that I probably should have went to the hospital. My neck still hurts at <laughs> I don't like to cause issues, though. I'm not like there's some people they'd be crying and screaming and want to oh, sue yeah. or whatever. I just I just actually was just so upset uh, at what had happened and that I wouldn't have my car and shit like that yeah. because uh, being in four accidents that's only that's the only time I've ever been in an actual like accident. The other times four times our parked cars were hit by drunk drivers on the road. And right. people would be like, oh, Jim, you're an asshole. Why don't you move your car? These were on three separate roads. We kept yeah. changing the roads <laughs> of where we were parking and either drugs or, or drunks. Yeah, town. drunks and drug addicts. But that's the thing. We have a weird spot where our house is where it's right down the street from a bar. Yeah. And then right down the other side from probably the biggest fucking heroin and crack house that there yeah. is in, in three counties. So these people go and where you – our road is – because I said it, it's kind of a busier road. 
it's you, the speed limit. I believe is 35, but that right before you hit our block, there is a little dip. That's not enough for them to have a sign or anything. But if you're really going fast, you hit that thing and you kind of go. You could go out of control, and everybody has, and they fucking hit our car. And the, we had all sorts of incidences where people would be there and they try to run. This one girl destroyed her car and ours, and then was trying to get away. Then tried to run, and oh shit! And then Good Tanya times. starts. Tanya starts tackling people. It gets crazy. Ah, uh, but yes, we're not here to talk about all of this nonsense. Snow day are we? is all we're saying. Snow day it leads to heroin, uh, but doesn't everything? Doesn't everything, doesn't exactly. everything lead to heroin? Uh, but yeah, we're here for the spotlight for the week of uh, what is it? February 9th, two thousand seventeen. And in general, I'll tell you if you have been listening to our big podcast that this is a spotlight of, and you've been saying, boy. I hate that Jim. He's a negative Nancy. I know, right? Tune in this week. I like (laughs) almost all my books. I am very positive this week. I've turned a new leaf, Aaron. I've turned over a new leaf. I'm going to be Mr. Positive, whether the book is good or not, because that's what people seem to want. I can't speak for Reggie's section, but I know that I think you're going to like my books as well. Yeah, I I think in general, no, who can speak for Reggie's section? (laughs) When when I looked at Reggie's section, just a little heads up coming up. We have that Dead Man book where I think Reggie gave a 4.5. And we also have the uh, Gotham Academy book, which I know he gave a 4. And And I said to him, I'm getting things around. And yeah, that's not his book. But Dylan did Superwoman. That's a 2. So, yeah, there's some trouble. There's some bumps on the road here. <laughs> a little dip that leads you <laughs> Overall, into my car. Overall, it was a decent journey. Yeah, I, yeah I, think think. That the, I think the journey was good in all. And my books I really liked, for the most part. You'll hear uh, one of the books I didn't like. But uh, in general, though, re- uh, what I was saying, Reggie wanted to – I said, we're going to talk your books. Reggie has six books, I believe, including Superwoman, if we do that. We're not sure right. how we're going to do it, if we can get a hold of Dylan or whatnot. But – we're going to have to do all those in one night. And that's a lot of books for us to do with Reggie in one night. But I said to him, listen, we're not going to talk much Gotham Academy and Absolutely Dead not. Man especially. And Reggie's mad. He wants to, He's going to put Gotham Academy on blast, he told me. And oh, he geez. said if we can't talk that much, I think in his mind he's going to do all the talking. And he want, if we're going to talk five minutes, he's going to yell for five minutes. He's so <laughs> angry at that book that he wants to get it off his chest. And then Dead Man, he said, you know what? It's bad, but I feel bad for it. That's the thing so. is, I, we say this about Deadman. I end up talking a lot about Deadman when we get to it for some reason. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I just sit there and mutter to myself. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, we'll get to that because talking of, about yeah, Deadman. Yeah, these fucking guys. That and Raven. You, you guys start talking Raven. I go and make a sandwich. I've had enough. But that's uh, none of those books are what we're going to talk about tonight. Nope. This is a spotlight. At the end of last week's main podcast, we said what the spotlight would be. Th- this spotlight, there is no doubt what the spotlight would be this week, and we'll get to it. And I'll tell you all, right off the bat, not my favorite book of the week, but not my least favorite, Eric. No, there you go. It's very middle of the road. It's a rebirth issue. That's the thing. It's In what rebirth mind, issues is, usually do. It's exactly what a rebirth issue is at this point. We are yeah. past all the hype of the first ones well, coming out. Now we understand what it really is, so yeah. it makes sense to me overall. Well, and, and I'll even say before we even get into it, and it is JLA rebirth, but when we get into it, uh, you have to realize this happened as the other new books started up after the initial wave of rebirth titles. This is one of the reasons why I said I wish they all came out at once. Yeah. It's because you got those rebirth titles, and people are like, oh, my God. These are awesome. These are great. Then you got into the stories, 
and then you got that first wave of other books. You know, even like a Justice League was that right. next month. And then as it went on, the others, Blue Beetle, all these things. And people started Nightwing. yelling. Yeah. yeah, Nightwing and stuff like that. People were like, gee, this Nightwing rebirth's a bunch of bullshit. I want more. This doesn't have anything for me to bite into, whatever. And me and you both said way back on the podcast when these came out, what are you talking about? These are exactly the same yeah. as the other rebirths. It's just that now that we're getting into the actual stories of the other books, they make the rebirths look very generic and, and nothing. That's what this one is. It, it really yeah, is. But you, it the, is a the, rebirth. The, the, the rebirth title, in my mind, it doesn't have to be this over-the-top thing. It just has to get people on the trolley and understand what's yeah, going on. And, and this, I think one of the main problems this is going to have is it led out of all these one-shots. And, and so event. I think that and yeah, in an event, I think people want to be, you know, hit the ground running where you also have to say, huh, there are people that didn't read these one Agreed. shots. There are people that didn't read the event. So to actually have this issue, it is going to come out as generic as it did. But go on with it, Eric. JLA Rebirth number one, written by Steve Orlando with art by Ivan Rice, Joe Prado, Eau Claire Albert, Marcelo Maialo and Clayton Cowles. After our big event and four one-shots, the title we've all uh, been waiting for is finally here. But don't get too excited because this is only a rebirth issue to get you on the JLA trolley. We have our characters go and introduce themselves to one another and see that their new headquarters is based on Happy Harbor, Rhode Island. Besides that, though, there isn't much going on here. Nope. There really isn't. Uh, The thing that got me – I like the art. I like all the characters. The thing is, I really still think, and me and you argued at work, because I had actually peeked at a little of this before you did and started talking to you about it. Uh, I do think that some of the introductions of the characters go a little against how we were led to think they'd add, you know, join in, especially Lobo. Uh, Black Canary, I'm not that fond of how they get her, but they have to get her into the the deal. Uh, But I like, I think that Steve Orlando is writing these characters fine. I I don't have any problem with them. I think everything is written fine in this book. I thought the dialogue was fine, and it's very like... um it's very against how I've saw Steve Orlando over the past year and a half and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, there's like, no over-the-top dialogue. He's very come into dialogue. his own with this dialogue, yeah. especially for this book and the one-shots we saw coming before this. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and especially, you have one character in this book that it's it would go right in line with old Steve I, Orlando, I know, and that's right? Lobo. Lobo would be one of those that he would show dude. up and just go nuts with over-the-top <laughs> hokey dot, and he doesn't. It's actually a pretty subdued Lobo. I actually, when I read it, I laughed because I almost got the idea in my head, just you know, making up shit in my head, yeah. that Lobo now realizes that he fucked himself with opening his goddamn big mouth and now he's stuck yeah, on this team no more. and he's like oh you go now i will tell you when we get to the end i have a little issue with the end but uh going into this i really do like you go to rhode island freaking trevitt was all excited because nothing ever happens good in rhode island eric but uh there's happy harbor rhode island that's where batman seems to have set up the jla well, team initially in the section here this is the like overall this is the most uh I don't want to say important, but the part of the story that I was most impressed with because I did not ex- – we, we knew the characters going in, who they were going to be and shit like yes. that. I did not expect to see Happy Harbor, Rhode Island. And they talk about when Batman shows, you know, Black um, – sorry, Killer Frost. Killer Frost. The, uh, the new base of headquarters. She's like, you know, this is a relic from the past that I acquired a few years ago. 
And I started getting really like interested in that because I'm like, first off, it's a relic from the past. It's all like this this whole like headquarters setup. I don't know if yeah, you did a, this already. Yeah, it's definitely a headquarters. I mean, this and, is I was going to say this is not a broken down uh, barn. There is tech going on. It's you know that you see computer screens and shit like that already that he's been either working on or was a remnant from the past. Because to me, exactly. it looks well, like they are just going in for the first time in a long time. But like I can go either way though. With the relic from the yeah. past, I don't know if this is something that was set up before the Watchtower was built when the Just League first got together. We've yeah. never seen that, or if this is something that has been there that he discovered that might you know jump to the JSA shit that yeah. we might get into later yeah. on. And yeah, like, because you know, of Happy Harbor and all that. Whatever. It, yeah. it is a pretty cool the, shout out because the JSA subtle. the JSA did you know work out at Happy Harbor for yes. a little bit back in the day when the brownstone was messed up. But besides yeah, yeah. that. I'm like, he, the weirdest part is him saying a relic from the past. Yeah, and I and want it's, to know it's more funny about that. Because you say that, and it does. It almost makes you think that he not only found this, whether we don't know exactly what he means, but if it is something he found, he's certainly going to be peek, peeking into why it was here exactly. and whatnot that would lead to the JSA, which is, it's kind of cool. Uh, especially in a JLA book, but y- you have him just talking uh, to Killer Frost and talking about how, and even says that's the thing, it's a relic, a remnant of a bygone era. So I do think it is the JSA headquarters that they yeah. did have in Happy Harbor. That wouldn't be the, you know, like you said, like when uh, when the Watchtower crashed, because it did crash well, in the Happy yeah, Harbor, so the right? Watchtower crashed in Happy Harbor during Forever Evil, yes. and that's where a lot of the like the crime syndicate were based out of right there, yeah, but yeah. I, that's when I think that he acquired this property, this yeah, whole area. Yeah, he might have, but that, that's the weird thing about it is is whether or not he acquired it then, that wouldn't be what he would consider a Absolutely bygone not. error. So I do think it's a little wink-wink to the JSA actually being a thing, and hopefully that leads till down the line that we get a book, and maybe the book springs out of this with Batman looking into it. I we think that'd know. be pretty cool. Yeah, it would be. But yeah, uh, this is the whole thing. We're, see, we're gonna get... everything we get in this issue, this is the thing that I centered on, yeah, this whole Happy so Harbor funny. base. I'm all like... it is is a placard in the fucking first panel, Happy <laughs> Harbor. Uh, but yeah, Batman is there, and if you read the uh, Just League vs. Suicide Squad or the Killer Frost uh, one-shot rebirth deal, you're not going to get anything new here, besides no. Happy Harbor, where Eric, yeah. Eric's creaming his jeans over there. But no, it's it's going to push this whole thing. Uh, Steve Orlando has to make sure you realize that Batman wants Killer Frost on the team because everyone deserves a chance. She's become a better person. She's not dangerous like that anymore. She's decided to be a hero, and I think it does it very well. And again, like Steve Orlando, the thing that we have given him uh, a lot of shit for is he really used to lack subtlety in, in any of his writing and this scene especially it, it's not heavy handed it's it's Batman showing the, the whole thing and then Killer Frost realizing is like wait a second it's a fucking big place for two people you know yeah. well, what's going on and then and we get leads, into the whole thing I really yeah, like that little transition and it read it, the whole thing reads to me like the first episode of a TV show where you, yeah. or even the beginning of a movie like this could be the beginning of Suicide Squad how they're showing you the different ca- that's all it is it, it is very cinematic fast like Ocean's moving. Eleven type of shit you yeah know? and you're you're getting just a little bit Bit, uh, you're getting enough that it's not forced, but you're getting enough to even show what Steve Orlando wants these characters to be in the team because it goes off to Killer Frost fighting uh, Black Canary in Seattle hours later. So they go from there, fly over across the country to Seattle. And uh, this, I, I had a problem with this. Like I said, I talked to you about it. I know what you're saying. Batman's testing him. I, I think that is a little over the top to have Killer Frost fucking going. There's Black Canary with a canary cry. People 
could get hurt, damaged property, whatever I could say. It's right. a little over the top. It works out okay because it does show you that Black Canary is not just going to sit back and let these you know, former villains or people she doesn't know just go roughshod. She's going to be there to stop them. She gets a little too See, fucking... It's not even, in my mind, too, with Batman watching in the, waiting in the wings just watching what's going on, because he gets Killer Frost to like, you know, walk up to Black Canary and try to get her on the team, yeah. and immediately we see that Black Canary threw the first punch. It's this whole thing where you know, not only is he seeing what Black Canary is going to do in the situation, but even though we've had all this redemption of Killer Frost like in the like, past few weeks now... It's still one of those things. You want to see what she's going to do in action. Yeah, I don't, I like, don't think that that's any bit of the case. Uh, no? Because you're saying that then Batman legitimately – do you think Bat, – what is Batman going to do when Killer Frost grabs on the Black Canary? Because she, she's dead. He, she will kill – what happened if he's wrong? And she, she would kill Black Canary. All she has to do is grab her. She's done. She is dead. And then Batman would just be sitting there in the shadows like, fuck this and fucking leave? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm telling you. What the fuck would he do uh, well, if she doesn't? there – the only I, thing I, I could think, think he of... Has, he has complete faith that Black Canary can hold her own for one thing. I, I, I'm telling you, at the point where she's going to hit Bla uh, Killer Frost and Killer Frost puts up an ice wall, all Killer Frost has to do is reach two inches and touch her. She's dead. She will sap all of her life energy out. She's dead. I, I don't... I think but we're beyond the point where Batman is going to be testing Killer Frost. I think that he, he completely trusts her. The only reason he would allow her to approach Black Canary is because he completely trusts her. I do not think he would put somebody who he is still afraid could be a killer into that situation because she could kill somebody in two seconds and almost killed Superman. It's not like she, you know... Is somebody who could, you know, somebody could stop her. You, you really can't if she decides to be Killer Frost like this. I think if, if you're saying it's a test, I think it's more Black Canary to see if she actually steps up and tries to stop him and why. And mm -hmm. she kind of does. And it is kind of, like I said, he even approaches Black Canary afterwards and says, I need you because you're somebody who will put us in our place. If yeah. somebody does something wrong, you'll go and do it. Well, and I think seen, that's I'm all saying, it was. We've seen her do that a lot with Ali in the Green Arrow yeah, book lately. Yeah, yeah. Like, but Batman stand, hasn't like, you're, you're seen it. I, I do think, yeah. yeah. Now, the one thing that's funny is all of a sudden when Oliver is out, you know, he's not in the scene. All of a sudden, Seattle's her town. Eric. Exactly. She's not, even, she's not even from Seattle. She's just there because she's, she's there with Oliver. She's well, a, she, can't, you, she can't say Gotham's her city because Batman's going to take offense so to that. So ridiculous. I'm telling you, if you're reading Green Arrow or a Green Arrow fan, when she says, you came into my city, your city, Woo slow your roll there, fucking Black Canary, your city. She doesn't uh, but, have a city, though, no, because Green no, Arrow she called doesn't. this one, Batman called Gotham. What does yeah. she got? No, she had the Nashville. Nashville will let her in there. Take your fucking music career somewhere else. Go to she's Athens, Georgia. Yeah, she could be there. Uh, but yeah, it's when she's like, oh, you know, how dare you? And that's when Canary's like, oh, we wanted to see. And oh, who's we? There's Batman. It's so funny. Batman just peeps up. Hey there, guys. <laughs> so weird. I'm telling you, this is Batman is involved in a superhero cuckold here. He's watching them fight. I I'm telling you, I would not even, uh, I could imagine him playing with himself. I know he doesn't, Eric. But He's Stop sitting there watching. That. He's sitting there watching women fight, and then he just comes down. And that's when she says, "You're a long way from a, you know, Gotham. Explain why you brought this killer into my city." <laughs> Batman's like, "This is your city," but yeah, he says, "I trust her," and I, that's where I, I completely agree. I don't think that he ever would have thought that she'd do something, or he would not have put her in that position. But he says, "I started something new, a different team, mortal." Not gods. And they stress this throughout that Batman thinks something big is coming down the line and he needs a team. It, it goes back to almost the, the JLA in the 
the the new 52 yeah, where they yeah. had the team to defeat the just league this isn't exactly like that but it's it's almost like that it's actually to me it's even more like the jsi or the jli right. uh when they had that that team was set to be like hey we want people to see normal people on a team not these guys and that's how he kind of pushes it like this is supposed to be mortals that will inspire people that they want to be like them not just look up to them and I and thought, you know, you know what's crazy too, speaking about the JLI like that, is yeah. that I was going on and on talking about, you know, we haven't seen Vixen in a while. We had this whole yeah. reintroduction to her with her rebirth issue leading into this. But, and I have not read JLI in a long time. I was doing, I was looking through some things uh, over this past week. Yeah. And I realized Vixen was a part of the JLI yeah. and I could not remember her being a part of that at yeah. all. But yeah, that was a team that they wanted. To, like after the the Justice League, had you know people were uh, kind of afraid of how there needed to be, you know, needed to be oversight. You know, each, they the were. United Nations Justice yes. League. They wanted that. And also remember when they were picking the team, we got to get people that people, you know, the normal citizen can get behind. And that's kind of what Batman's going with here. Yeah. I just don't understand how Lobo fits into that. that uh, Killer Frost doesn't even this. fit into that. Well, as, she's still me. mortal at least. I she know. Was it's, she was he's saying Lobo. mortal, but he's not. To me, it's not like, hey, I want a team, a team that can die. And I'm thinking that what, as it goes on, he makes it seem like this team is something that people can look like a Ryan Choi. Exactly. Ryan exactly. Choi yeah. is a tech guy. They can look and say, oh, look at him. Look at this guy, Ryan Choi. All he is is that, you know, a research assistant. I could get behind that. That's cool. People aren't going to look at Killer Frost that way. Oh, Lobo. Lobo's ridiculous. Lobo is the biggest problem I have with this team because, like, you know, as he puts it throughout this book, you know, the Just League, you know, people don't want to be like, I don't want people to look at gods anymore. I want them yeah. to look at mortals. Mortals to inspire mortals. To inspire, type of shit. inspire mortals to be better themselves. Exactly. Not just look, look up at a team that's going to take care of everything. Of and, shit like and, that, and if you, know, you go into and, it, I really do think that this might have been Batman seeing one when Eclipso went and everybody went nuts and were trying to kill each other and whatnot. I think that it, that really hit him, that they need some people to be inspired to help them God themselves, you know. But, yeah, I – Lobo you, does not fit that case no. for me just because he's an alien for one thing, and he might as well be a god for the way that healing yeah. factor works. Yeah, he has that healing factor, but yeah, and uh, that's – But he does he, look like a dirty biker, so maybe that's does. part of he it. Looks like a, he looks like a smelly, dirty biker. But, uh, <laughs> he, Batman's, looks like, he looks like a gigantic Post Malone. Yeah, yeah, he does. He actually, he looks like a Post Malone slash goddamn fucking Gene Simmons. Uh, but yeah, then that's when can, he says, "We need you on the team. You're, you'll be there, Canary." He's talking about. You'll be there. That if something goes back, you'll be honest. You'll keep us honest. You know, that's why we want you here. And she's like, "You know what? Batman wants a conscience. Okay, I'm in. She's in, yeah. and it's fine. That that's fine." She says, "I'll bite." Then you go off to Mammoth City, where and this this kind of goes in a way where once somebody gets picked up on the team they're now in the next recruiting oh, and, yeah, and like i don't like it it's very, in my mind this is very much uh yeah you know what it reminds me of it it's funny uh it reminds me of little giants when they're walking around town trying to get the kids to join yeah, the team yeah. and every time they get one they show them all walking until they're a full team Aaron. Yeah. little giants but it does <laughs> remind me of that but yeah they go to get lobo and I, I don't even understand. There's a bit of this. I don't even understand this. He's there, and it looks like he's pissed off at this gang he's in, right? Yeah, they're, they're, this gang is like, you know, actually, I think they throw him out because he started a fight because somebody said something about his yeah, brand. Yeah, somebody about his brand, but I just, it's weird. I would have liked to have seen a little of this gang, and I want to know why they all have space cycles. Space hogs. <laughs> yeah, the space hogs. And he gets, and they throw him out. Like, I mean, they throw him out. 
and he lands, and then Canary shows, and it's like, I don't know. To me, Lobo would have been like, you know what? Wait a second. I, I got shit I got to take care of. They yeah. just threw him out of a fucking building, <laughs> and he doesn't care. That's and he's like, oh, the main man. No, the main man, I guess he doesn't care. But yeah, he, he has some pretty cool uh, interaction, and you get the idea that this is going to be the continuing interaction between scumbag Lobo <laughs> and fucking Black Canary. And it's funny because Black Canary's a tough cookie, Eric. She's not going to take that. Uh, but she basically says, listen, Batman, uh, you know, you said you'd be around for Batman. He's got a special deal for you. And this is the one that you have to have it if you hadn't read the other issues or whatever. Uh, I wouldn't have even minded if you started out and it was Lobo and Black Canary, or Lobo and Killer Frost at that beginning scene. Right. And didn't have to recruit Lobo because he kind of was already on the team. And then I can say, okay, this led right out of the Just League. See, the only thing I can see is, you know, Batman at the end of the uh, Just League versus Suicide Squad, he he approached Lobo as like, you know, anything you want, the main man will give you for free type of thing, any job. And Batman said, I want you a part of this team. And we we laughed about this because I said a job, not a career, motherfucker. But And here, he's not going to hang out. He's going to go and do his own thing until he, like, Batman calls his chips there. Here's Lobo. He's heading out. Oh, it's out there. Oh, Jesus. I like that sound clip. I just shut so do I. Yes, but yeah, I, it's just weird. I guess Lobo was leaving, and then he went back to this gang. I, I don't know. It seemed odd. It seems odd to me that Lobo's just hanging in Mammoth City anyway. I mean, well, the guy. Apparently, this is where the Space Biker gangs hang yeah, out. Yeah, the Space Biker gang, but it, to me. To me, he kind of has more on his plate than just hanging with the space biker gang. You know what I mean? And yelling well, about his brain. right now. He, he's, he's recently a, been he's let a, out of a fucking prison. He's yeah. hanging out, you know. The and guy, like, made, what was he bitching about hand. the whole time in that su- Just League versus Suicide Squad? The whole time he was bitching that he wanted to make some money and wanted to do some shit. And be, you know, all that shit about, you know, bounties and stuff. That well, guy say, is going right off. Maybe he came here to get a bounty. Who knows? No, I'm actually, I'm actually surprised. That Batman didn't tell him when he left that he wasn't allowed to leave Earth or something like that. Something that he's almost like he's on probation, like like Amanda Waller said that Killer Frost was on. Right. Like he couldn't go. Uh, it's okay. I mean, you have Lobo. He's hanging with a biker gang. You know, what else are you going to expect, right? But yeah, yeah he's in. He, he Space he's biker in. gang. And he's like, let's go. But I got some newest fishnets. You and me, we ain't that different. So yeah, the, the whole thing, even that, it, you're going to have... Black Canary through this series, at least at the beginning, trying to I almost acting like uppity, I think, about well, these like that, I'm think, a hero, you're not, and you'll have that whole thing going back. And, and even forth. with that though, I think Lobo is gonna just continue to try to make Black Canary his biker mall. Oh, you know, yeah. she looks that's like she belongs wants. on the back yeah. of a motorcycle yeah, when they're riding around. Yep, but uh then from there you have Batman and Lobo go off to Ivy University uh to try to recruit Ray Palmer. And now, when they th- get there, part- Ray Palmer isn't there. This part is a little forced me, but I still kind of like it because Batman initially does not want to take Ryan Choi nope. on. He was there for Ray Palmer, and if yeah, Ray Palmer's not there, Ray. he does not want to take this kid. But, like, Lobo's – they're hanging out in freaking Ryan Choi's lab waiting for him to show up. Yep. And, like, Lobo, he's just looking at all these equations. And he's like, you know what, kid? Yeah, he's, I he's really impressed. like the way you science. Yeah, yeah, because but Ryan Choi shows up, and Batman basically is like, teaching assistant – 
we're out of here. And yeah. Lobo's like, no, no, no. I, I think we should Batman do this. Batman was about to jump on the space oh, yeah. hog. I'm telling you, I'm not going to hit it. But yeah, no. he was ready to hit the space <laughs> hog and, and head the well, hell off. And the, now, I'm telling you, the best part of all of this would have been to see Batman in the back of the space hog hugging Lobo as they fly off to IP <laughs> University. Would have been fucking hilarious. Batman would have been just like, I got to stop doing this shit. Because we always laugh when Superman's flying him. Oh, it would have been good. But yeah, he doesn't want to go with Ryan. And he spells out that he doesn't want to put a kid in danger yeah. you know for once for once the guy makes it you know draws a line in the sand oh, ever what, since Tim, come on i'm telling you what what should have happened is ryan would have been right on the team if two pages before batman adopted him if he was actually his kid then he's he's in danger uh but no that's when uh lobo says well what the hell is this stuff that you're working on kid pretty good sciencey stuff and uh, Ryan's like, oh, I was updating the bio belt. I I like the way you science. Uh, <laughs> I like the way you but, science, kid. Yeah, but then uh, Lobo says, listen, Ryan, this kid, you're not putting him in danger. It's up to him. He can make He's his own decisions. He's old enough to make his own mistakes. Yep, and, and the whole thing, you know I that will. the whole thing. I, I like this. I like that Lobo I do. recruited Ryan. Yeah, I, don't I do know too. Why? I just do. And and like, again, you you want to go. Like, you know, a, like we, we keep joking about, you know, how Lobo should not be a part of this team because it does not make a lot of sense to us just in the long run and everything. I yeah. like that he's being, like, you know, proactive and actually yeah. doing something. With yeah, and, and he's recruiting Ryan. And not even just that. It does show you fully that Batman is – he's changing his game. He's trusting Lobo enough to say, okay. Right. He doesn't even say, like, it's on you, Lobo. He's like, okay, if you think that he should be in, he's in. And I think that he wants this team to be its own team as well as not just batman's jla mm-hmm. uh but i do like it uh you don't even get it but you know that ryan first off what the hell i don't think ryan could ever say no to a batman and a lobo yeah. but yeah obviously we know that he's going to want to do this because he can talk to batman and try to find i'd say ray That's, Palmer's all about the ray. biggest concern is he has to go to the microverse and find ray yeah yeah so he's going to do that well then they go off to the ray and uh the Ray part, very, very quick. Very, I, I, I'm telling you, if any of these are forced into just let's get this guy on the team, it's this. They send Ryan off to talk to the Ray, and the Ray is there, and he kind of joins up. I mean, yeah. What else is there? There really isn't that much to it, except that the Ray, uh, he realizes or sees him, Ryan, like, okay, you know what? I want to be a part of something. Oh, he's but just there a young guy, too, it. and shit yeah. like that. So it was actually kind of smart in my mind to make Ryan do it. because take he's not Ryan. This, he's not this hero like Batman and shit like that who, like, you know, the Ray is just starting out himself. He he does not see himself as a Batman yet, but sending Ryan out there to, like, recruit him in my mind is like, yes. all right, here's a peer of mine. Let's go do this thing together. Okay. Yeah. And, and the, the big thing about this in this scene to me is that they are pushing, and this happened in this week's Detective Comics as well at the end of that that special oversized issue. It's really being pushed that Batman sees something big coming on the horizon. They, they mentioned that in Detective Comics, yeah. and they're mentioning it in here where Ryan's like, I don't know. Batman wants to get something together. He's like, something's coming, right? Batman's building a team. People need heroes like them, human. And it is keeps pushing whether or not this is the event this summer with uh, Scott Snyder, whether this is about that secondary book that they claim that uh, Jeff Johns might be writing by the end of this year, or if yeah. it's the full out event in you know a year and a half or whenever it is, I don't know. But it really is. This book is really being formed, and the, the, all the bat things are being funneled into this big quote unquote you know danger 
coming right. down the line. So we, we and I actually like that they kind of keep it ambiguous like that yeah, because yeah. It, it gives us something to look forward to. And well, like and, it, it, it's not teasing enough to get us pissed off like the well, Mr. Yeah, Oz no, shit. no. And and here's the thing: I don't mind even when they do that, even when they tease us or whatever. If it makes sense in the book, it makes sense for me to Batman to say if somebody says, "Hey, Batman, uh, you know why are we doing this? Something big's coming." Oh, what's that? Fuck off! Batman's never, yeah, he's never gonna tell them. So you could My go with the fact that dead. yeah, you could go with the fact <laughs> in all this that yeah, that they could. Batman's not gonna Mike let them dropped. know. Yeah, and I don't even think I think at this point Batman just it's even kind of ambiguous to him. He knows something's right. coming. He's putting things together. Pieces are starting to fit in a puzzle, and he's worried that shit's gonna go down. And uh, we'll see. But yeah, Ray's in. He is in, Eric. Uh, and even th- you know who knows what what's going on with the timeline here because you, even in the Superman title, Superman just faced something that was pretty goddamn big. Who knows what he's talked to Batman about in between this yeah. at this point? You know, he might have said something about the multiverse, all this shit that was going on with the Superman, about this catastrophic event that Prophecy was talking about. Yep. Yep. I don't know where it fits in, but that's a possibility as well. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, a lot of things come in, and, and that's why I like it to be a bit ambiguous now. Yeah. So you can kind of, you know, make it work in your head, and you don't have to. We said one of the biggest things that when Rebirth started, the biggest problems that we had with writers were when they tried to nail something down too much. And the big culprit of that to me was the Supergirl book. Yeah. When they made it, oh, well, I've only been on the planet for two months, and, and shit Get like the that. Fuck it, out yeah, of it you. made everything fucking. All, all you have to be say is, boy, I'm new to this planet. Done. You don't have to go any farther. And again, that was Steve Orlando. This is Steve Orlando. This is better. He he is. Everybody who loved to hear me especially yell about Steve Orlando, those days might be over for the most part because I'm really starting to like his writing. Uh, he's, well, he's getting a lot better. A yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. But yeah, uh, <laughs> but even then, even then, it's not as bad as the bad issues that we had. Uh, but now we're going to go off to Vixen and. Uh, Vixen is busy being Vixen now, right here, and this, I love Vixen. Vixen in my mind, I'm telling you, I really like the character of Vixen. This part is actually the most confusing in my mind of what's going on. It's a bit on. confusing. The only confused, the biggest confused, uh, confusement, is that a word? The, yeah. the biggest thing I'm confused about is that it starts off and Ro- Roxy Rocket has, uh, has stolen something from the Unnatural History Museum, and Vixen is on her way to get her. And this this Roxy Rocket, of course, is on a rocket bike, Eric. It'd be funny if Lobo was in there, and now we have a fucking race going on. It would have been pretty cool, a little sure pod racing going on. Uh, but instead, Batman shows up. But even before that, you see Vixen stop. Now this Roxy is pod rocket. racing, you bastard. Yeah, yeah, that's what have been. That would have been good. Uh, the weird thing about it is, is I have no idea. Somebody's got to get a hold of Vixen. You're in the city. There is a rocket. I don't know that funneling the power of the catfish is what I would I would call appropriate for this bit. It is a catfish, is right? In I might be stupid. It it's a catfish. She's there in the middle of the road in a city. Catfish. She jumps up at Roxy Rocket to freaking take her out. Power of catfish. Power of the like, catfish. No. And the whole thing about it is it seems like the only thing that stops Roxy Rocket is the, the light. From the catfish. I yeah. didn't know the catfish were big with light. I, I don't know. And it zaps her. It's very odd. It's very odd. Is that? It, it looks like the catfish does have a little bit of electric. Th- I don't know. I don't well, know. Even, even that, the catfish thing, that's r- ridiculous in my mind. But that's not the confusing part. All of a sudden, the whole thing is over. The cop's talking about the thing like, museum says this thing's centuries old, Vixen. Looks like more like, more like something I used back in the Gulf. And I'm looking at this thing. It looks like a goddamn, like, a little monster yeah. that he's putting his hand into. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm telling you. It what looks did you like, use uh, in the golf, man? Yeah, 
It, it looks like what was that crazy movie? I'm gonna say it. I don't remember the movie that where they're in that game and they have all those like almost like the uh, the crazy tech that their arms. I I can't remember the goddamn thing. I'll remember later and get mad. But uh, yeah, I don't know what golf he's talking about. I don't know. What's going that on. thing is like a fish monster gun. And, and this, he's even this, looking at it like he knows how to how to, to fucking be use. It. Moving forward though, because why do we look, have spent a panel looking no, at this thing know, and it's not gonna come up later? It was existence that I was thinking. Remember. Uh, I've never watched Existence. Uh, it was it was not very good, but yeah, it reminded me of that. They had it, you like add was a Z game. to something. I'm instantly out just because and you know it had like these morphing. Clowns. Yeah, it had these morphing freaking weapons and shit that were kind of alive. And I I, I watched it a long long time ago, but yeah. Uh, then she turns into a bat to fly away just as Batman shows up, which was kind of funny. And uh, Batman wants her on the team, but she even spells out, listen, I'm kind of doing this Vixen stuff as a side item. I got a lot of things on my plate, and everybody wants the other stuff. I've got, you know, I, I'm a model. I've yeah. got all these charities. I've got all these yeah. things going. And uh, everybody wants the other bit of me, but he wants, you know, uh, the team and says, the team is not a team without you. Basically, it seems like he's he set he up this whole up, thing. He butters her up is what he does. Yeah, I know. But it, it does seem like he really is hoping. And if you're going to go through the whole thing, this team was pushed originally. This whole book was a social justice warrior team. Yeah. She is pretty much, besides maybe Black Canary, uh, but Black Canary's a lot of talk, Eric. She doesn't walk the walk as much. You what she does Jim. is she talks and yells at Oliver to be better. She, yeah. I don't see her out doing shit. Vixen does. Vixen, that's her whole life. What she does as Vixen is to help, to help the world and things like that. And I think that he wants her in because I think that – also, here's the thing. We've already spelled. He wants this team to inspire mortals. She's famous, Eric. She's sure a is. famous fucking model. All this stuff. And Vixen herself is becoming famous and popular. He needs her. She's the face of the team, is what I think. It's not Lobo. Fucking Lobo. Uh, but, yeah, they go, and then you have the whole team. The team's in. She's going to join up. She agrees. And, uh, you know, they go. And also, that's is that another thing where it's like, this is our, he says, this is our sanctuary. Place used to be secret. It's what Lobo. <laughs> but I was like, what the hell? But they're at a, they're at the table. And is I that like what Lobo, I was going to say? He's the second, he's like the, uh, what is it? The third one recruited then after Killer yeah. Frost. And he's, I just imagine he's sitting there. I'm like, man, it's a great place. And all these other people start showing up. God damn it. Yeah, I know. He's a, it is. It's actually the Simpsons with, we used to have a great secret society going <laughs> with the stone cutters and they were getting all mad. Now, this is what I was going to ask you then. Is that table very reminiscent of the JSA table to you? That they're yes, sitting yes, at that is. big. Yeah, I thought so too. I think that was another bit that was but kind again, of pushing I, the whole I, deal. I can't really say that because I've looked. I looked at the table. There's nothing really, you know, besides it being a round table that heroes sit around. Um, it just seemed like it know, would be something that they would. In my mind, they, they had that would. as well on the uh, the watchtower. You know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just seemed like it seems like it's spelling out that that was there. I mean, the shit has uh, yeah. crud on it still, and I do think that that was kind of a nod that that would have been the. I JSA was looking at that. Table. I was trying to find a way to push it even more, but I really couldn't come up with a real good reason for it. Yeah, yeah. And then, then of course, Batman yells at Lobo to sit down. <laughs> Lobo's a dick. And, and I, I like the I think I'll stand, we, boss. I think I'll stand, boss. And he actually, you know, goes from rage to saying, you know what? I'm going to yeah. hang out. I'm just going to stand. Yep. You know, you're not the boss of me. Yeah, yeah. Shut up for a yeah, but bit he'll now. shut up, but he'll stand. And also, that's the other thing, is if people were wondering, and we got mail last week about it, he does start calling uh, Caitlin Frost. 
Yeah. He does say Frost as many things, and I do think that they're going to push her as Frost in this And I, I did it in my review as well, because I'm yeah. like, you know what? She's not a killer anymore. Just, yeah. just call her Frost. Yeah, I, I think that they're going to do that, but I, I think it's also a way for that to be possibly Lobo, whoever, to keep calling her killer. I, I, I'm set on him still calling her killer Frost. Somebody's going to keep saying it just to dig into her, and it's going to be Lobo. Lobo is the dick. Uh, but yeah. I know, Black Canary could be it, too. That's true. That's true. I, I'm telling you, I didn't even get the idea that Black Canary was necessarily mad at her. It just was, you know, she showed up in the city and was known as a killer. I would hope that Black Canary is the one who can see past a lot of things and, and you know, realize that she's a good person. But they're going to have to prove it. They're going to have to prove it to each other. I think that that's exactly. why I didn't really like the real push of when you were saying, oh, Batman wants to see and set these lessons and things like that. I think it's good enough that this team is going to have to prove to themselves uh, who they are and what they're worth. But yeah, you end with, well, you know, this has like a huge splash page of the heroes going out. And it's fine. You know what I mean? You have them all there. The art, I thought, in this should have been a little bit better. This big splash I, I really page. Liked, oh, oh, in the splash. I'm saying, I really yeah. like the art in this. So like, oh, you know, the art in general, I love. But then when they're like, you know, heroism is a community and it starts with the Just League of America, this should have been a page that like knocked our socks off. And I don't like the way okay. Black Canary looks like. I don't uh, like the way that Lobo looks. Yeah, Besides Lobo that, looks though, a little blind. Yeah, I'm telling you, it just was a little bit generic compared to the rest of the art. But then you have the thing set up. I don't know if I like this. This is what I was talking about at the very beginning of like, right. ah, I don't. I, I hate when books do this. This is almost like Gotham Girl and Batman saying, you know, about her killing Batman and, and uh, you know, marrying uh, Duke and things that, like that. that Even that's the, a little more fucked up in my mind just because it talks about killing Batman. Yeah, I'm just saying this. I hate that we're gonna, you're doing this and you're, I'm going to be waiting for these scenes to show up now. Just show them later because you right. have you have what appears to be uh, the Ray killing Lobo or at least trying to you know, because yeah. he can't really be killed. In, in then my you mind, have, it's just Lobo and the Ray going toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Yeah, but I mean they're really going at it. And yeah. then you have – uh, Killer Frost kind of looks like she's on Themyscira, possibly. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, and then you have Batman holding the Liberty uh, shield. That's and... the thing. I, I tried looking this up because that's Miss Liberty on the yeah, shield. Yeah, Miss Liberty. Like, who is, uh, like, you know, Liberty Bell's mother. And I actually know, not even mother, it's a uh, descendant of uh, an ancestor of the Liberty Bell. But yeah. I don't know where the shield takes place because we have a guy off panel saying, the last person to face me with that shield died holding it. Yeah. And I don't know if this goes with the whole JSA bit. That's you know, what like I'm saying. Going it further seems into to. it, but yeah. I don't know where this Liberty Shield comes from because I don't remember what ever I'm seeing saying it before. It, it seems to be a JSA type of thing. It's just I don't need that to get me excited. I, right. I want to see the team as, a, and then you see where uh, it looks like Ryan has found uh, Ray, but he's he's off. You know what yeah. I mean, and all that, and even that. By the time that part, that panel seems very uh, unfinished to me, and so, I mean it got worse as it went down this page. Uh, but I just hate when they have that. Like that is almost like a a forced cliffhanger of future events that may not even happen. I, I don't need that excitement to keep me going. You're only in the rebirth issue. I want to just go on and see the know, day to day reason. deal. I saw this like when I saw Back to the Future Part 2 in the theater. And remember at the end of that movie when they showed a few clips of Back to the Future Part yeah, 3? Yeah, it yeah. got me really excited when I was a kid when I saw, yeah. oh, like, coming up next. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, but did you, <laughs> at that point, did you know that they filmed them together and that you could, like, this, these, half these things may not even happen. That's what always yeah. gets me upset about it. Plus, I don't know. It just, I think for the most part, all these things are going to happen. I, I, the only reason I think that they put this is to show you that each individual character is going to have something to do. That right. you, you know, you have 
Brian Choi this uh, points out, yep, he will be trying to find Ray Palmer still. And look, Batman still will be in this book going forward, and who knows what the fuck he's doing with the Liberty Shield. I'm saying, you know, who knows? Like At this point, whole Batman's deal just might be him going off and like yeah. trying to figure out what's up with this JSA. Yeah, I, I do think that that's a big part. And I think that if, if you look into it and all that, uh, if we don't get a JSA book right away, it might be that he's looking into it because of this event coming up, and maybe he tries to find out what happened to the JSA to help in this big battle, and we'll, we'll yeah. see what happens. But uh, what did you give it? I gave this issue a 7 out of 10 because I do like – as I like the art, it's just one of those, you know, all right, we got a rebirth issue, get everybody on the trolley. But for the most part, I knew everything that was going to happen going in. I knew who was going to be on yeah. the team, and I knew the beats it was going to play. And the biggest thing that I found interesting, though, was that Happy Harbor Sanctuary. I'm like, yeah. all right, now we're talking about some new shit I didn't think about. Yeah, and I, I, I'll give it a 7.5. I'm actually going to be positive there. I'm a positive fella uh, because I really did like the art. And I did, for the most part, I did nitpick some things, but I like seeing the team get together. And I actually like the interactions between them. I think Lobo's the, a great addition. I thought that he didn't make any sense. And even in the description of the team, he doesn't make sense no. on paper for Batman, but it makes sense in this book because even like you have the Ray, the Ray, a good guy. Yeah. In general, yeah. Ryan Choi, normal guy. Oh, yeah. Black Canary, good person. Yeah, yeah you Vincent, need that. Person. You need that you wild, need the wild card. card yeah. and the, yes, and and Lobo is certainly the wild card. And even though they, Batman claims that Black Canary's there to keep them all in check, I actually think it's going to be the fun of Lobo calling bullshit on everything they do that will actually keep them in check in the long run. And I think him and Black Canary together are hilarious. So, uh, and I, I am looking forward to that. So I'm glad he's on the team. But. That's the spotlight, Eric. That is the spotlight. Uh, you want to hear the uh, fucking plethora of books that we're going to be talking about this week? Because, boy, I there's guess. a lot of books. So if you like the spotlight and have never listened to our podcast, we'll warn you. It usually is about 10 hours. I think 10 hours is a good, you know, say to average, right? I, I just go 8 to 10, 8 to 12. Yeah. So well, that's right the thing. The I'm, I'm telling good. you, this one might be more. Uh, yeah. this, I always say this, but, boy, we, we have what appears to be 19 books. Yep. Is what we are talking about, and that is what we kind of – do we pride ourselves into it, or is it a curse? Because we do claim that we will talk about every book that comes out that week. It's because uh, we idiots. Do, and we don't pick the four best. We don't pick – we talk every one. So when you listen to our big podcast, if you think that we're negative, sometimes you have to look and see that we're talking about books that people avoid because they stink. And yeah. yet we'll talk about it because that's what we do. Uh yeah, and, and if you haven't listened, we do have timestamps, Eric, which will allow you to avoid any book. Uh, some people avoid some because they don't want spoilers. Other people, just av they avoid it because they don't read it and don't even want to hear about it. And there's some right. this week that are like that. Of course, I, I don't have my app that I usually read the book, so I'm going by DC site. Oh, uh, here don't we do go. that because they missed out like on All-Star Batman Action Comics. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, well, we'll start with that because that is not listening. That was the first one. Batman uh, All-Star Batman number seven is what that one is, right? We'll be talking right. about that. All-Star Batman number seven, uh, Scott Snyder joint Poison Ivy story. Uh, we also have Batgirl and the Birds of Prey number seven. We have Dead Men Dark Mansion of Forbidden Love number three. De Deathstroke number 12. I also already missed Action Comics because, like you said, Action Comics number 973. Okay, Action Comics number 973, which is about Clark Kent. Yep. Or is it, Eric? <laughs> is it? 
Detective Comics 950, which was what they considered an anniversary edition. Uh, I don't understand. I said in my uh, you throw my a five review, zero or a zero zero on something. I'm telling you, no, bit. no. This is not. This is. We were talking about it earlier this week, and I said, "Is that an anniversary?" Yeah, yeah. 950. No. Here's what I'll tell you, and I think it'll jive with you. Uh, that's a milestone. It's not an anniversary. Oh, I agree they, with that. They should have yeah, went with that, milestone. That's actually what I was going with yeah. when we they talked about it. Yeah, that's, I knew you were. Yeah. Milestone works. They should have had it special been oversized Detective milestone. Bat- Detective Batman number 950, milestone bitches. Yeah, milestone bitches. But no, big <laughs> anniversary. day. It's all just to give you an extra dollar on the price tag. But it is a, uh orphan story. You get some Azrael, and then you get a nonsense at the end. But now, I don't know. It could be an anniversary at some point. You go through all the issues. You know, I, I have no idea. You know? that. Nope, I looked. Uh, actually, Detective Comics originally came out in uh, March. So even this February doesn't make sense. I went back to look at anything that I could tie into an anniversary. I don't. It's an anniversary of this issue coming on there. I don't know. It was hokey. But uh, I actually like the issue. We also have Earth 2 Society number 21. That was an end. That wasn't an end. No, it says at the end, right? The end. They no no the thing is they that actually ends on a cliffhanger. But the solicited uh, that DC put out said final issue. Yeah. So, but then they also have an issue after that, issue number twenty-two, that yeah. says final, final issue. Final issue, and I this uh, issue does end on a cliffhanger. So, yes, and I the have thing is, hopes. yeah. Well, the thing is, though, I said that I thought that it ended on a cliffhanger with a final issue that was going to push you into Earth to rebirth. That's not coming, and they had to get, uh, you know, on the ball and make another issue to tie things up. Make we'll me in Earth to rebirth. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like that's going to happen right now. But uh, we also have, did I say Gotham Academy? No, you did not. <laughs> Gotham Academy, second semester number six, which I'm telling you, the cover of that issue looks fucking awesome. Uh, Reggie said it's it. a bunch of shit. He says it's terrible. Uh, you mean Hal Eric Jordan, becoming a supervillain is not a big yeah, deal? No, no. Hal Jordan of the Green Lantern Corps number 14. That's with some uh, little Blue Lantern action on the cover. I have not looked at Reggie's review or heard anybody Dude, talk I, about it. Have you? Not at all. I've not heard any talk down at the malt shop. Justice League of America Rebirth number one that we just talked about. Obviously, that will be on there. Justice League Power Rangers number two. We have to figure out how we're going to talk with Brandon about that. He's going to the Sabres game tonight, Eric. Ooh. Yeah, he's fancy. New Superman number eight, which Reggie loved. Red Hood and the Outlaws number seven. Um, going down the deal. Suicide Squad number 11. Supergirl number six. Superwoman number seven. The Flash number 16, continuing some rogues action. Titans number eight. Probably the, you know, Eric Shea a little down on that issue. A little bit. Wasn't his favorite issue of the series so far, I'll tell you that. Wonder Woman 16, back to the year one story, which is actually now God Watch. And I think people will like that. Billquist Evely, uh, first issue with uh, art, uh, full time. Did that Barbara Menorah. Billquist, man or woman, Eric? Woman. Yes. Yes, you are correct. You got one right. You were one for 20. (laughs) I knew it, though. (laughs) I didn't. I actually, in my review, I kept wanting to put him or her, and I just didn't even look into it. I just put they. I didn't. No, even say I looked they. into it because the name Billquist, when we first heard it like a long time ago, I'm like, the fuck kind of name is that? Yeah, I had to look a, it it's up. It's a crazy name. It's yeah. interesting, right? And if I missed any that are coming out, it's because DC has That's the worst site with their their comics. I, how can you not have Action Comics well, or All Star Batman listed in this week's comics? Well, that's the bitch of it, too, because a lot of time, oh, actually, every goddamn time, but when I do a review, I take the banner that they have up yeah, there for the so top of my review. So I scroll through just waiting. I'm like, 
God damn it, I've seen everything. Now I have to go look it up. And when you look stuff up on their site, it is the most pain in the ass yeah, thing you've ever is. tried to do to find it's exactly awful. what you're looking for. It like is if so I type awful. In Action Comics number 973, you have to jump through hoops to actually get to that goddamn issue. It's it's ridiculous. I'm telling you, this is where I would have the problem before when I would look up their digital first titles. And nobody's looking up them anymore, Eric. I'll no. tell you, I'm not. But I, I just went to get to those. It's a little easier now. At one point, you had to press on this little like button. And the button was always covered with an ad, and you could not press on the button. It's like they didn't want you to get in. You had to say a, a goddamn password to get in. Uh, but yeah, uh, that that just like I said, this episode coming up, it, it's going to be a marathon, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fucking long. But we're going to go off for now. Thanks for tuning into the spotlight. Go Sunday night. Our big podcast will be out. We also, I'll mention, we have a pop culture podcast as well that is on its own feed, Weird Science Pop Culture Podcast. You can check that out. Me and Eric talking about a bunch of nonsense. bunch of nonsense. We have a, a bunch of reviews already on iTunes, which made me very happy. That is a awesome. pop culture one. But, yeah, that's it, Eric. What do we say? Well, before that, I also want to no. say if you want to if you want to write an email into the uh, the podcast, we there read everything. And it's weirdsciencedccomics at gmail dot com. All you do, you you complain that we get too much mail. You say these people who listen to the podcast are morons. I say, Eric, they are not. I, I don't think no, I say these things. <laughs> I always forget to mention that when we do the spotlight, uh, the other things that we do, the main podcast, the pop culture one. I have notes out the wazoo. I like written things and stuff. Spotlight. Oh, yeah. I never write anything down. I never have an intro to write down or whatever. So we will see. Yeah, mail us in. We have a, a couple new uh, listener emails, and you know me and you, we love that. That makes well, our day. It fucking makes our day when somebody new writes in. Fuck and I these said, old people. Well, we got the new one. Yeah. What do we need? This old hat <laughs> crap? No, we love all the email. Yes. Uh, I said uh, one of the reviews that I really did enjoy is that uh, I think G-Man says it a lot, actually, on even on Twitter, is when he says that, you know, listen to these guys because they respect the people who listen to them. I yeah. think that is true. We try, Eric, don't we? I don't respect I, I, I you. I try to try. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't respect you. I respect people who listen, though. Our friends. But what do we say at the end? Spotlight off. Spotlight off. Oh,